Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And yes, it is Saturday morning. We are out, can you see that there? Out in Southern California, enjoying some rest and relaxation. Before we get started with the daily financial news, we need to congratulate three more people for getting a deal. Yes, folks, I brought these cards with me uh, on the trip so that we can continue to celebrate your success. So let's congratulate Greg, Kaushik, and Chris for getting a deal done. Your cards will go out later today. A uh, couple of quick things before we jump into this. Uh, remember, there is no uh, live stream this morning, Saturday, 8 a.m. I am going to uh, not do one. I'm going to do it next week. Uh, what I'm going to be doing this morning is going for a run. I'm going to run on that sand that's right below there. So that's what I'm doing this morning. Hope you're having a good Saturday. Uh, as we get started with the daily financial news, I got to talk about Wells Fargo. Uh, I think I was sent 12 to 15 different articles uh, about Wells Fargo and the fact that they canceled credit lines. They gave a 60-day notice, six-page letter. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren is all up in arms. And, you know, I have my thoughts, uh, but let's talk about it. Really, there's kind of three things that I want to say about Wells Fargo. One, always remember that the lenders got the money, the lenders make the rules. In my book, One Rental at a Time, uh, I tell a personal story about going to try to buy a house with a, you know, a pristine credit, uh, credit score, uh, the down payment, you know, 25%, uh, good income, good assets, and the bank telling us no. So again, this is just another sign to realize that banks, you know, they're not really your friends, right? They're in the business of making money. They got the money, they make the rules. So that's kind of the first thought. Second, a lot of you that sent me those articles kind of believe that uh, Wells Fargo sees some scary numbers in their balance sheet, their customers. Uh, they believe, you know, you believe that there's some kind of nefarious act out there. While that is absolutely possible, uh, the fact that w Wells Fargo uh, was the only one to address this and it wasn't J.P. Morgan Chase. I believe J.P. Morgan Chase is by far the most conservative bank. Remember who came out last April, I think it was, and whacked loans and all of that aggressively it was Chase. So it's certainly possible that you know Wells Fargo sees the boogeyman and um, they're trying to get out ahead of it. I don't think so. I don't think it's likely. And that's because I understand the balance sheet, right? One of, my, one of the things that you know about me is I was an accountant, got an MBA, all of that. So if you don't know, let me remind you that Wells Fargo has been in the penalty box, I think, since 2018. In 2018, might have even been earlier than that, they were caught, frankly, as bad actors. They were creating fake accounts. They were, doing, they were just doing bad things. And the feds, the powers that be, put them in the penalty box. They mandated that Wells Fargo could not grow their balance sheet beyond some level. So that's why they cancel these credit lines. Because if you don't know, this is how it works for the bank. The bank gives you or me a $100,000 credit line. It doesn't matter if I have zero and you have 10000 The bank has to recognize on their balance sheet 
$200,000. Yes, even though you, I use zero and you use 10,000 of that line, because they gave both of us 100 grand, the bank has to recognize $200,000 because it is a personal credit line that could be drawn down at any time. And if you are in, uh, you know, if you're in the penalty box and your balance sheet can't grow, what do you do? You whack things so the balance sheet falls so you can make other loans. That's all it is. Wells Fargo is trying to dance uh, inside a pretty tight box. And frankly, canceling the credit line is a great idea, right? It will allow them to reduce their balance sheet and they can make other loans. So that's what I believe is going on in Wells Fargo. If Elizabeth Warren wants them to keep the credit lines, simply take Wells Fargo out of the penalty box. And I guarantee you they will be making all kinds of loans. And then when we think about this, remember earnings start next week. So let's, do, let's talk about that. Where am I? Where are my notes? So we're going to talk about the importance of next week. Next week is a big week. It's kind of the kickoff to Q2 earnings. Uh, and we're going to start off Tuesday like we normally do with the big banks. We got JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs. Uh, if history holds, they're going to come out hot. Record numbers, peak earnings, things of that nature. But I think we need to look at the trading, right? If we go back and look at their last couple of quarters, these two banks in particular, lots of trading profits. We're going to see if that holds. Another one we have coming out on Tuesday is PepsiCo. PepsiCo is going to be important for you and I because of all the raw material and input costs that go into Pepsi products, but also shipping, freight. Pepsi is, uh, you know, they ship a lot of goods. And if freight is still up, we are going to hear that in their numbers. So for me, it's not so much about Pepsi last quarter. It's what are they going to do next quarter? And after that, are they going to have to raise prices? Right. We are looking for inflation at the raw material. So we're going to see what happens there. Also on Tuesday, folks, we got CPI, Consumer Price Index. Last quarter or last month, sorry, it came in at 5%. It's, um, you know what, let's do another over under together. We do these. Let's say CPI is at 4.5. Do you take the over or the under? 4.5. What am I going to do? I'll take the over. So let me know what you think of that. Wednesday, we got Wells Fargo. Oh, by the way, Wells Fargo on Wednesday, I am sure they're going to talk about the credit line. They will probably talk about how much of a reduction uh, they've taken with the balance sheet because, again, they have restrictions that they have to act to. We have Citigroup and B of A as well. Uh, so, again, we're going to be have banks. Typically, again, J.P. Morgan and Goldman crush it. And then the uh, kind of the plan two banks, Wells Fargo, City, and B of A, we'll see what happens there. With B of A, I'm going to be interested in home loans. I'm going to be interested in what's going on with home loans. And then we have Delta Airlines on Wednesday as well. What's going on in travel? What's going on in business travel? These are all things important for our economy as we open up. Thursday, we get Morgan Stanley and United Health. Oh, sorry, I forgot something. Wednesday is PPI, right? Tuesday, CPI. PPI is on Wednesday. Producer price index. Again, looking for inflation, looking for a hot number. I think that was 3.9 last time. Not, I don't remember. And then Thursday, we also have jobless claims. Again, remember, we disappointed last week when we went up slightly. Uh, hopefully still below 400,000, but we shall see. 
And then actually the big number for me this week is actually Friday. It's Friday. It's retail sales, right? What is going on with the consumer, right? That's, I mean, with all the numbers, CPI, PPI, jobless claims, earnings, the big number for me is Friday. I don't think the consumer is as strong as we think it is. So it'll be interesting to see retail sales. That's going to be the big number for me this week. Uh, another thing to realize is I think we just had peak earnings. I think Q2 will be the peak of the economic cycle, kind of the reopening. So it would be very interesting to see companies talk about the second half going forward. Uh, another thing we're starting to hear about, I told you about a week ago, is the debt ceiling. Lots of talk about the debt ceiling. Uh, again, uh, Congress is essentially out of office for the month of August. So I expect this to get a lot more noisy going forward. Uh, what else do we got? Um, oh, another thing is home builders. Kind of, uh, I talked about this one. I think it was D.R. Horton the first time. Home builders are, I think they've seen peak earnings, right? I think they have seen uh, the max interest in new homes. The housing slowdown is real, folks. Uh, I'm happy to say we've been talking about the housing slowdown for a while. Uh, I think it is time to do the work uh, and find deals. I think you're going to find motivated sellers and the like. So pretty exciting times. Again, for me, this next week is about earnings. Not so much what just happened, but what do they expect? Inflation, how hot is it? Uh, and then finally, the big one for me is the consumer. So that's what I got for you today. Again, enjoy your Saturday. I'm going to go run right there and have some fun. And uh, again, remember, uh, if you're trying to change your future with real estate, I suggest buying the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, below. Uh, if you buy it in the next couple of days, you can still use the June 50 discount code. And I just heard yesterday that Dion from Dion Talk is actually going to release a review of my course, which I'm actually anxiously waiting. That should be fun to see that uh, what other experts uh, that I have on the channel actually think about how we're doing and we're helping people. So at the end, have a wonderful Saturday. Take care of yourself. Be good. Bye.